This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hey, everybody, and welcome to True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. This is Katie Weaver, and I'm here with my sister, co-host, and partner in crime, Christy Brower. Hello. Hello. Hey, everybody. How's it going? How is it going? Right. We've been playing with bees today, and I got stung. And it's Dang. So we used to keep bees in our pasture, and we haven't in several years, but we decided this year, let's, let's put bees back in, partly mm-hmm. because... Uh, Honestly, our just our fruit trees and our gardens and greenhouses do a lot better when we run bees. Sure. But also because there is, of course, a global uh, mass extinction of bees going on. And so if you can keep bees, you should. I've never been stung before keeping bees. Mm-hmm. But we picked our bees up today and I was helping Scott move them into their permanent home. And it is my fault. It's my fault. Um, kind of, I had some bees on me, which is fine. You'll get bees on you. You just have to keep your shit together and not freak out. Right. Because they won't sting you unless you give them a reason to. But a bee got up here in my hair and got Uh-oh. like in my hair and I could feel its wings fluttering on the side of my head and it buzzing and panicking. And I kept my cool for as long as I could, but I freaked out. I swatted at it and I got stung and it's my own fault. So I killed the bee <laughs> because I'm an idiot. Uh-oh. And it's it wasn't the bee's fault, but holy shit, it hurts. Yeah, oh. I bet. I've never been stung in my head before. Yeah. Me, well, That's... I've never been stung by those bees. I've been stung by hornets before, but not by bees, honeybees. Anyway, so my own fault. And I just came in and went, okay, I gotta get ready for my show anyway. And I just, well, <laughs> now I'm not in good energy to be working around the bees. You have to be peaceful and calm to work right. around the bees. And I was, I thought I was, it's just, he got tangled in my hair is what happened. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have a hood on and I could have, but I didn't, I wasn't directly working with him. I carried him out there and I was actually making a video at the time. And oh, no. yeah. anyway, so you got a got video stung. of yourself getting stung? No, probably of me oh, like, yeah, running through the <laughs> pasture trying to get away. But, uh, <laughs> okay. Cause I, I mean, I'd like to see that video if you still got it. Just saying. <laughs> I have noisy dogs at my feet. They promised, but, um, they promise, but they like. Oh, there you go. Rico, if you leave, maybe that'll. <laughs> Nothing like now a trio of chihuahuas to bite me. Right. Yeah. Well, we'll just let Bruno got to come last time. So we'll let uh, Luca and your stuff. We'll let Luca come this time. Oh, Here Luca. Oh, I haven't seen him in a while. He's really growing. Yes. Those I got ears little tiny harnesses in from Amazon this morning oh. that, uh, his fits a little bit, but I'm going to have to take a little less, put a few stitches in uh, Bruno's to help him fit because his is too little or way too big. Oh. He's too little. His mm-hmm. little legs just fall out right out of the armholes. But oh, anyway, wow. so I will have tons of honey this fall. We should, and we'll have 
lots of uh, honeycomb. I had already gotten some honeycomb in my eye. <laughs> from, see, I'm a hot mess. Cleaning old honeycomb off of the frames to put the newbies in and blah, blah, blah. It's all my own fault. Anyway, that's all. <laughs> Two things I'm not sure how you get to happen. A bee stings you on the head and you get honeycomb in your eye. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sounds like it was probably a good time to go in the house. <laughs> right. It, yeah. Scott went, you know, you should you you go in the house. <laughs> yes. Yeah, buddy. That is where I'm going. Got enough of this shit. <laughs> oh, that's funny. And he had them all over him and he did not get stung. This is all my fault. But wait, what about its eye? What? No, she got honeycomb in her eye, spirit. Katie oh, did. honeycomb in my eye. My eye. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So I'm, that's just me. I'm fine. Other than that, I'm actually completely fine. And we're going this weekend to Mars's tournament. You're coming and going. Yay! I'm so excited. I am so, so excited. The girls, so they took second place in sub district or in sub uh, regionals, which qualified them to go to regionals. And then they fought back and won regionals. They beat their big foe uh, in the second game and won. Um, oh my gosh, you guys, it was crazy. It went into extra innings. And Mars caught the, there were two outs. So they hit a, a bomb out into right field and she caught it and ended the game and we won. It was crazy. So cool. So that's actually, they've won it two years in a row, which is pretty cool. So there's mm-hmm. a team coming from Ohio, Kirkwood. I think they're called Kirkwood. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's right. That are coming to play Saturday, Sunday. And if we beat them, then we get on a bus and head to Indianapolis to the World Series. So that's crazy. Wow. We'll see. Best two out of three. And honestly, if they win, amazing. If they don't, they've had a hell of a good season and to right. be regional champions. But this is this is a super, super regionals. So if they yeah. win this, they go on to the Sweet 16. So anyway, it's just, it's very exciting. It's super fun stuff. And I cannot wait to get back up there and yeah. Yeah. See what they're going to do. That's so exciting. All the fun stuff. Yeah. Mars in the final game, she went three for three at the plate. She had two singles, one double. She stole home. Oh, my gosh. She stole home and laid on her stomach. On She had a real dust up with the catcher and laid on home plate for an uncomfortable long time, long enough that her mom oh. was standing up like, oh, is she hurt? And she finally got up and dusted herself off. She was safe and, and actually scored our last point and uh, got to the dugout. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. So after the game, I said, are you hurt? She goes, no, I was pissed. <laughs> I stayed there long enough to be sure I wasn't going to get up and throw hands. <laughs> That's funny. That is very funny. If you guys know Mars, that girl can carry some righteous anger. So, and it was, that was probably a wise move on her part. It was that she got completely clotheslined. It was ugly. I, I think it did. She said later that her back and neck kind of hurt. I'll bet it did. Her kind of wedged her helmet off her head and. That team's very aggressive and we were beating them. So anyway, oh, yeah. but it's all good. So it yeah. So cool. Yeah. So what have you been up to? So exciting. <laughs> well, not any of that. <laughs> I don't know. Nothing. Well, really but I haven't exciting. done. I haven't cleaned my damn house. And the rest of my kids are coming this weekend to stay oh, for yes. a few days uh, for a belated Mother's Day visit. And I don't know that they're coming home to a clean house. It just might not happen. Sorry, well, maybe kids. they need to clean your house for Mother's Day. I mean, they're coming home to do my flower beds for Mother's Day. Oh, fun! I just can't do them. I just can't, and they yeah. look awful. My house looks like no one lives here. So, 
anyway, yeah. Well, I had a lovely Mother's Day and nice. I don't know. It's been a good week. It's been good. Pretty quiet in comparison. So <laughs> good. We'll take it. Yeah. Awesome. Well, it's not been quiet in the crime world. Oh my gosh, you guys. Not by any stretch of the imag imagination. My God. Right. Uh, holy cow. What a week. And of course, you know, the thing on everybody's mind and, and lips is uh, the Casey White's Vicky White. Ditto. Oh, my God. Train wreck, almost oh. literally. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what do you even call it? Like, this Bonnie and Clyde on steroids? I... Holy or cow. Old Bonnie I mean, and Clyde, I guess. Yeah, yeah old Bonnie. It definitely, like, did end the way that I expected that it would, you know, with some mm -hmm. big dramatic throwdown kind of ending with yes. the cops on their tail and, you know, the whole thing, wrecking the car. Like, you knew it yeah. was going to be something like that. This was just from the yeah. very beginning. This was not going to yeah. end nice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Tay. Said such nice calmness on the home front till the crime report starts, right? <laughs> right. And then it turns out, whoa, have we got a lot to tell you. We really do. So on that note, let's talk a little bit more. I'm going to just go through a brief timeline of the Casey and Vicki White deal. In case you don't know, which you probably do, we've done a couple of stories on it, an update on it. The whole world's talking mm -hmm. about it. But let's just back up really quick and just start over. So as we know... From 2015 to 2019, Casey White was on quite the uh, crime spree and was sentenced to 75 years in prison. And he was in the William E. Donaldson Correctional Facility in Jefferson County, Alabama. And then he confessed to a 2015 stabbing death of Connie Ridgeway. Right. And because of that, he was brought back to the Lauderdale County or to the Lauderdale County Detention Center to be arraigned in October 2020. He pleaded not guilty, so they were still working on that case. And in the meantime, this is when he first met Vicki White. So this was in October of 2020. And at some point during that stay, they learned that he had a plan to escape the jail and take a hostage. And they searched him and found a shank in his possession. So they sent him back to the Department of Corrections. And apparently, Casey and Vicky have been in on phone contact ever since. Yeah. So then on February 2020. They've been chatting on felonsonly.com. Yeah, pretty much. Ugh, yikes. How gross is that? So gross. On February 25th, 2022, he was brought back to the Lauderdale Detention Center for more court hearings. So, and in the meantime, her ex-husband had died. She'd gone through some trauma herself. Mm -hmm. um, it was her ex-husband, but apparently they still had a pretty close relationship, or right. at least a good friendship. But anyway, uh, what the sheriff has learned is that since she came back after talking to other inmates, that she was giving him extra food and special privileges ever since. Yeah. And why did no one say anything what I don't understand is how this isn't a little more of a of a black mark or a black eye on the sheriff, you know? Well, because like, he's trying really hard to make sure it isn't. Right. But this was all on his watch that this happened. There's so, been a lot of spin, I think, 
Yes, there has. To spin the way that it's coming out and the way that it looks to minimize yep. responsibility on the corrections, on the sheriff and corrections mm-hmm. in general. Like, come on, there have got to be better safeguards than this. Right. To keep Most this kind definitely. of stuff from happening. Well, you would sure think so. You'd and if sure there was somebody so. noticing that she was paying special attention to him, well, right. there's got to be like a protocol for that. Or if there's right. not, there better there be. be. There yeah. should be, for sure. So in the weeks before the escape, we know she sold her home for $95,000, even though it the market value of it was $235,000. Right. But she just wanted a quick sale. Yeah. So she had been living with her mother ever since. So she sold her home on April 18th. Uh, then, of course, she announced that she was retiring and was planning mm-hmm. on retiring on April 29th, uh, the day she took off. So Sheriff Singleton also says that uh, she took a bunch of money out of different banks in the weeks before she escaped. She or he escaped. They went she went shopping for men's clothes. Uh, she shopped in an adult store and she bought a an adult 2000- store in every one of these damn stores. <laughs> right. Every time she also purchased that 2007 Ford Edge using a false name. Yes. So the night before, she stayed at a hotel at the Quality Inn in Florence, Alabama. Weirdly, still not really sure why, but she did. So April so 29th. her mother didn't have any questions about what was up with her? Maybe. I wondered about that, thinking? too, where she was living with her mom. Yeah. Or maybe to kind of separate it from her mom a little bit, to not implicate her or something. Maybe. I don't know if she'd be that kind, but I don't know. So on April 29th, as you know, at about 9.30 in the morning, she told another deputy she was taking Casey to a mental health evaluation. And then she was going to the doctor and took him out of the jail all by herself, even though the jail says their policy is inmates are always accompanied by two deputies. But she was an assistant director. Nobody was going to question her. She just marched right. out the door with him. Yeah. Put him and in a patrol car. Her. Yep. Well, in the meantime, she had already put the Ford in a parking lot. So she drove straight to that parking lot and they climbed out of the patrol car, got in the Ford and took off. Yeah. So about 11 a.m., somebody uh, noticed the patrol car on their lunch break. It wasn't until about 3.30 that they realized, though, that they were both missing. Yeah, they got like a six hour lead Mm -hmm. on them. And that's a weird thing to me, too. Like, for that whole amount of time, there's no way that they check in to, con- you know, to con- confirm that the inmate is where they're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. That's strange to me. Yeah, me too. Me too. So then on May 1st, the U.S. Marshals offer a $10,000 reward. They called, at the time, they were calling Vicki White missing and endangered. Yeah. The sheriff's office really, really didn't want to believe that this was on purpose. You know, really. I mean, her, her poor uh, co-workers are horrified and, and so upset about the whole thing. I You can only I imagine. Sure. Yeah. On May 2nd, a warrant was issued for her when they finally went, oh, shit, she did it. She did. She did it. Okay. So then on May 3rd, this is when they start talking to other inmates and people in the jail and learning that, yeah, they had a relationship. So now they know. So then they added a $5,000 reward for <laughs> information leading to Vicky's capture. 
And they said that uh, they should be considered dangerous and may be armed with an AR-15 and a shotgun and other guns. Mm -hmm. In the meantime, they drove a Ford F-150 into a car wash in Evansville, Indiana, and left it on the premises and switched to a Cadillac at the time. Then on May 4th, the police were called about the abandoned F-150 at the... uh, car wash and that's when they started us uh, putting a timeline together of uh, where they may have been mm-hmm. on may 5th they released all of these tattoos all the photos of the tattoos of casey white dude was a white supremacist he has white supremacist uh gang tattoos as well as a swastika he was so gross and like god all these years working in the correction system and this is who you hang your hat on, Vicky right? White. I mean, I know you did, but yeah. um, please let this be a lesson, ladies. Yeah. Holy shit. In the meantime, they have released photos of the car that they think they're driving. And a guy, a Tennessee tow truck driver went, wait a minute. I towed that car a week ago. Yeah. So he lets them know. So now they know they were in Williamson County. And they were at this car wash, so they're putting together a pretty decent timeline. Then on May 6th, they finally issue an arrest warrant for Vicki, um, accusing her of second-degree forgery and identity theft. And the Alabama governor throws another $5,000 in the pot. On they May made a 8th, real big deal of that in the in the uh, um, press conference, which I thought was really funny, because I don't think five grand was shit for helping find these people. Like... Right. So what? now the yeah, right. Well, right. So now there's ten thousand dollars on her or him, and now there's ten thousand dollars on her from different agencies. But you know, yeah. one thing we're learning is a lot of times those don't get paid out. Mm-hmm. Which they have a lot of red you know, strings attached. Yeah. Total shit. Anyway, <laughs> so then on May eighth, then they learn about the uh, the abandoned truck and they get some video. Uh, from the them at the car wash where they actually see Casey and they know it's them. Mm-hmm. So this was, of course, in Evansville, Indiana. So then an Evansville police officer sees the Cadillac that they believe they were in at a Motel 41 and lets other investigators know. And then they start surveying the motel and they see Vicki and Casey exit the motel and get into the car. So they start a pursuit. Uh, This was on U.S. Highway 41. And they drove onto a grassy field and parking lot. And the law enforcement officers were not screwing around. But I believe this was actually the marshals. But they uh, used a ram technique and flipped the car into a ditch on its side. Yeah. I think they were pretty much done with these idiots at that point. There was a 911 call, and there's a little, it's a little bit uh, sketchy, but there was a 911 call, it sounds like, that perhaps Vicky had made, and she was screaming. Uh, they heard her screaming to Casey, let's get out and run. Um, there was some talk that uh, they could see her with her finger on the trigger. By the time the officers got to the car, she had been shot in the head, and Casey said, please help my wife, she shot herself, I didn't do it. And called her his, his wife. wife. Yeah. As far as we know, they're not married. We've every everything we can find is that they aren't. But mm-hmm. 
But we thought you might be interested in seeing the Casey White takedown. This is where, uh, this is a cop cam, a, a dash cam of them uh, dragging him out of the car. So I'm going to show that. All right. That was some creepy smiling. That's really real, isn't it? Who? Yeah. I traded dogs since some of you said you hadn't seen little Bruno yet. So Bruno got to oh, come. Make a Bruno. Um, as long as I hold one, then they're not being so naughty or loud. Yeah. But anyway. Um, all right. So that's the takedown. Then police said that he spoke with them at length and told them that they were prepared to uh, have a shootout with police and he figured that they would both die in the shootout. That was their plan. So yeah. ramming the car and flipping it saved the lives of how, who knows how many uh, civilians, police officers, you know, who knows? Right, right. So in the car, they found four handguns, a semi-automatic rifle, three magazines, wigs, and about $29,000 in cash. Wow. And, and of course, she died in the hospital that night. Yeah. So their plan was to stay in that Motel 41 for a little bit to just uh, let things settle down a little bit. It actually paid for 14 days there. Wow. So we know that she had had a lot of money at one point. Now they had $29,000 on them. So, you know, there's still some question about where's the rest of the money? But what did they do with maybe it? But in their hotel room, possibly, or something? Or maybe they hidden it somewhere? Maybe so. Yeah. So that's that's what we know. Uh, he did not fight extradition. He said he wants to go back to Alabama, and he's going back to Alabama. Yeah. But I wanted to share a picture of him. The size of this guy is just unbelievable. When they got him stood up after they had him down on the ground, it was like he's just towering Holy above those other cops. Shit. Yeah, he's a giant. So this is him, you know, as they are 
right after they drug him out of the car. But look how much bigger than these officers he is. He was near, he is nearly seven feet tall. Yeah. He and then this gigantic. picture too, I think gives you a, a good sense of how big he is. God, look at that face. Isn't that something? He had this creepy, leery grin as they had him down mm -hmm. on the hood of that car. Ooh, the look on his face was not okay. No. Well, he's unconscionable. I mean, he had, well, after he killed the that other woman, he part of the reason he was in jail for 75 years was for attempting to kill an ex-girlfriend. And he had told officers that if he had the chance, he'd go finish the job in a hurry. Mm -hmm. And so it, I've been very concerned for her safety since they got out because... Not, you know, I didn't think he would go after her, but who knows? I mean, this guy is, he is very scary. He is. I'm surprised she survived this long, frankly. Oh, me too. Me too. But, you know, they yeah. did, they have done her initial autopsy and they do say that it is a self-inflicted gunshot wound. I know everybody's like, yeah, he probably shot her, but it does appear that she did shoot herself. But yeah. the thing is, as a corrections officer, she yeah. was screwed and she knew oh, it. Yeah, like, she knew it. She didn't want to end up on the other side of those bars. She's no. worked in corrections for 25 years. There was yeah. no way in hell she was ever going to go to prison. She wasn't going to yeah. let that happen. For sure. Oh, Cranky says maybe they spend it all at the sex store. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, there was camping gear. And yes, Fran, a homeless man had rented the room for them. Yeah. So that their names weren't on it. And yeah, and Bianca said in a news, the news is saying that he blamed her for getting caught because she insisted on staying in a stupid hotel room. Yep. It wasn't a very good plan. The no. hotel room they were staying in was literally across the street from the police department. Not smart at all. None of this has been yeah. smart. You know, he, yeah. but why were they driving up through the center of the U.S.? What were they, why were they in Indiana? You know, it, you would think they would have been headed straight for Mexico. Yeah. yeah. Um. You know? Yeah. I don't know. This wasn't. Yeah. yeah. These were not. Uh, Mensa yeah. members, let's just say that. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Right, Jessica. Yeah. She wouldn't last long inside. No, she definitely wouldn't. She knew no. she wasn't gonna go to prison. No. No. For sure, no. Well, yeah. And no, so some of you guys are saying that you think that he actually shot her. And there a lot of people thought that. I will say her autopsy came out today. And they are confirming that she shot herself because of gunshot residue. They believe that it really was her. Yeah. But would we put it past him? Hell no. No, not at all. But I can see why she would do it. Yeah. In that moment, knowing they're busted. This is it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So there you go. They're in uh, ends and begins the saga, I guess, because he'll now get to go to court on this. But that's what happened. I think it's profoundly sad. I can't imagine yes. what the hell went on in her head yeah. to let this happen, it, you know, and, and she not just let this happen. She orchestrated this. It's not like he just did it, you know, she, she what's my reading on it for years. She did. She got sucked in. I think Cassandra that she was really lonely. I think that she was maybe having some mental health challenges and was pretty depressed and he flattered her and was nice to her and i also wonder who she saw in him yeah because she saw somebody in him that she thought was worth saving even though clearly he wasn't i mean he's a very scary human right it so, had to be more than i that think it's very sad there's nothing 
in him that warranted her attention. Like, come on. No, but here we are. So I'm sad for her mother. I can't imagine how this must feel, you know, to know that your daughter did all of these terrible things and did them, you know, planned it all and was working on it while living with you and just took off and did this. Well, and her coworkers and friends and anybody that knew her had to Mm -hmm. be like, what the hell? Oh, this were. didn't just happen overnight. That's the no. thing that I think is super important is that mm-hmm. this did not happen overnight. This happened over years. Yes. Yeah. And so she was, you know, right. Groomed. Yeah. Groomed mm-hmm. her insecurities, Kat. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, two years ago, there's no way in hell she would have made a choice like this. No. But somehow no. she... And yes, he, the age difference too. I mean, the age difference is about 20 years, isn't it? It's quite a bit. It's quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, I think it's very sad. I think it's sad that she was in a place in her life, in her mentality and her self-esteem that that's turned into something that she thought was a good idea. I, all of it. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, she did commit some very serious crimes here. She turned loose a killer. A killer who had threatened to kill again as soon as he got loose. Yeah. And what he did to the victim that he stabbed, he annihilated her. It was horrifying what he did to her. It is. And to think that her being a corrections officer for all that time, Mm -hmm. that she would, I mean, knowing what she knows about offenders in prison and murderers and all this stuff that she, you know, would... Mm -hmm would break somebody like that out yeah yeah i mean there were some serious mental Mm -hmm. health issues on her side yeah definitely definitely yep so there you have it that's that is the casey white and vicky white ordeal christy tell us a little bit about what the hell is going on with gillane maxwell you guys sick of hearing her voice yet or or my voice say her name yet (laughs) <laughs> you guys, Elaine Maxwell doesn't want to have to go to prison for 65 years. Mm. That's not fair. <laughs> so her attorneys have gone, you know, again to try to get her charges overturned. Well, they didn't overturn her conviction, but they did reduce her maximum sentence by... 10 years. They, he, yeah. You know, they didn't think that her, that the evidence in her conviction wasn't enough or anything like that. But what they did say is that some of her counts were repetitious. So she was convicted of conspiracy to entice minors to engage in illegal sex acts, conspiracy to transport minors with intent to engage in criminal sex activity, mm-hmm. transportation of a minor with intent to engage in criminal sex activity, sex trafficking conspiracy and sex trafficking of children by force, fraud or coercion. Mm -hmm. So what they're saying is that count one conspiracy to entice count three conspiracy to transport and count six sex trafficking of children by force is repetitious. And that they, so basically they're charging her with the same crimes. Mm -hmm. Oh crap. We went black for a minute. Are you, do you see us? Okay. You're all right. Okay. I hope so. So they did drop um, 10 years off of the maximum sentence. So the maximum sentence was 65 years. 
It is now 55 years. And I am so tired of this whiny bitch. Can we please just get her sentenced and send her ass to prison? Right. Yeah. Seriously. Disgusted. Yeah. But, so you know, disgusted. her family has endless supplies of money to yeah. poke and poke and poke at her case and the and the justice system. So yeah. that's this is one of those examples of why people with money yeah. get less time or less convictions than the rest of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Speaking, however, of sentencing, we are T minus two weeks away from the Josh Duggar sentencing. Yay. Oh, speaking of someone I'm very tired of hearing about. Yeah. Not so friend we'll... of the show, Josh Duggar. <laughs> so we'll be here for that. Hell yes. Uh, I wanted to update Azuri Charles a little bit. There's not much. We did a yeah. article earlier this or a, an episode earlier this week about Azuri. He was a 10-year-old little boy that was murdered. It looks like basically in his backyard. Mm-hmm. Uh, last week and his dad's been arrested not charged with murdering him he's actually charged with punching him in the face and giving him a black eye a few months ago and they're saying they have a person of interest so there's just a lot that's not known yet the Azuri Charles case is really pissing me off because it's not getting any national press there's very little out there about it but here's the worst part and we did it too we did yeah this is we fell for it but to be fair, our policy here at True Crime Paranormal is that anything we report on, that we will check three sources to be sure that we are giving you accurate information. And even then, sometimes we don't, because sometimes the press just by and large gets it wrong. And this time that happened and we gave it to you wrong. And what we, we said that was wrong is that he is a pediatric cancer survivor. His grandmother says that is flatly untrue yeah. and that they have tried and tried to re- uh, to, you know, convey that to the press, but nobody wants to hear it. They want him to be a pediatric cancer survivor. It makes the whole thing even worse. I guess a neighbor said that. Mm-hmm. And then almost immediately his aunt corrected it in the media, mm-hmm. but it's just kill- still yeah. continuing to be reported that way. Well, you know, it's better clickbait if he's a cancer survivor. Yeah. But that's just sad. It's kind of gross. Yeah. But so we're going to keep an eye on his case. There's not actually been an arrest yet. Uh, I feel like this case deserves a lot more attention than it's getting. I'm really pretty disgusted about it, to be fair. But we'll we're going to keep an eye on it and keep some, uh, you know, some press on it because this little boy deserves justice. I will tell you that the um, other children in the home have been removed. And so mm -hmm, they're in the uh, care of CPS at this point. Mom is the only one in the home and dad is in jail. So that's what we know at this point. That is good. And, you know, I mean, this his death wasn't very long ago. And so I feel like part of what's happening is the full autopsy and all of the toxicology and all of the forensic reports and stuff have to come back before they can make an arrest. But they had a reason to arrest dad. Yeah. I, I really think he's the suspect. It's just I think so too, but they're sure not they're, saying it. They're I don't awaiting. know why they're not saying it though. Honestly, they have him in custody. Yeah, they do. I'm sure though they're awaiting those reports. Yeah, you know the, these days we see a lot of you know things seem slow, but it also is doing things the right way. Like they don't mm-hmm. want to make that accusation unless they can back it up. It's true. And I would suspect that that's what's happening here. 
They also said they're not releasing the cause of death because that's something very specific to that only the killer would know. Right. Yeah. See, there's stuff going on behind the scenes we just don't know. Yeah. So we'll keep watching. Yep. Yeah. Sherry wants to know about my bracelets. Yes. <laughs> this is just some banded agate that's faceted. And this is different colors of quartz that are also faceted. Beautiful. So, there you go. I love them. Yeah. So talk to us about the Moab murders. You guys. Basically, they're probably solved. Okay. That they have a suspect. Inconveniently, he unalived himself after probably killing Crystal and Kylan. But at least we have something. This guy's name is Adam Pinkusowicz. It's Pinkusowicz. I'll allow it. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. So he worked at McDonald's with Crystal. And he had been in the area and the police had actually been trying to locate him because they knew he was in the same area and had worked with Crystal at McDonald's and they hadn't been able to find him. He left Utah after that, after after their deaths. Um, apparently he told um, unknown people, not the police, but he told somebody that he committed these murders and then he took his own life. So they did find his car. It's a 2007 Toyota Yaris. Mm -hmm. And it's been seized by the sheriff's office. So they're looking at evidence there. So, of course, um, they are, you know, they're saying they're calling him a suspect at this point um, because they want to prove it. They want to be 100 percent sure that he is, in fact, the guy because it would suck to say he is when he's not. And the real killer is still living. But mm -hmm. it looks like maybe. Uh, that the Moab murders have been solved. And I think that's really wonderful for the parents mm -hmm. of these Absolutely. girls. And just for family and friends. And, you know, I just really, that, that makes me happy that at least there's some, you know, resolution here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think so. I hope so. Yeah. I do too. That's huge. Oh, Lynn. Lynn says she ordered some stones from my new store, and she says she gets compliments on them, and they came so fast. Yay! Wonderful. That's what I like to hear. Excellent news. Yeah. Very cool. Well, let's talk about uh, Nancy Brophy. <laughs> oh, good Lord. Her Does trial this is still that's ever going go on. It, no, it is still happening. Well, because there was a whole shutdown for COVID, right? Yes, uh, they're in their seventh week. So this, of course, is the romance novelist accused of murdering her husband. In, a, in another very dramatic twist, I hope somebody does a TV movie on this case because it deserves it. Uh, yeah, it does. You know, there's been so much drama already and lots of uh, flowery language. And mm -hmm. I, it, it's very fitting. If Agatha Christie could have written this. You yeah, know? it probably should be like a Lifetime or Hallmark movie, though. Mm -hmm. Like it. Fits that genre so well. <laughs> it really does. So at the last minute, all of a sudden, the prosecution has petitioned the judge to allow a last minute surprise witness. And the mm. defense took great umbrage. Uh, I will say they went full on prior on this one. 
There was a lot of whining, your honoring, pearl clutching, and things of the like. Uh, but the judge said yes, and here's why. We are talking about an inmate who was in jail with Nancy, who says that Nancy told her about the murder while she was sharing a cell with her. Of course she did. She said Ms. Brophy held her arms apart like a wingspan and said I was this far away when the shooting happened. And then corrected herself saying actually she thinks she was a little closer than that. So here's the thing. The uh Oh, let's see. I thought that uh I thought the judge had already approved this. Maybe they haven't yet. Okay. They're trying to approve this witness to come in. Mm -hmm. Uh, at any rate, um, she's now been transferred to a work camp in Texas. Oh, really? Uh-huh. And so now they're trying to transfer her back to, uh, to testify. So we'll see what happens, but that is still freaking going on all this time later. Yeah. I just see like this movie where it's her writing a novel at the beginning <laughs> And throughout, she's writing, and she's a tippy-tapping away, telling the story, and in the end, she's the murderer. Yes. I just think, like, it, I, it writes itself, doesn't it? It really does. I think so. Well, Christy, tell us a little bit about what's going on with David Bonola. Oh, boy. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, David Bonola is the man accused of killing Orsolia Gall. We talked about this case a couple of weeks ago. Um, her body was found in a hockey duffel bag near a park mm -hmm. in Queens a couple of weeks ago. So he has now been arraigned. Uh, he pled gu not guilty to a 13 count indictment. And um, so he, some of his charges are second degree murder, weapons offenses, burglary and concealment of a human corpse. Are parts of the indictment like that because you know i mean he did some really horrible stuff yeah and so he is now you know being held over on this that they do believe that it is in fact him yeah and so we're gonna see what happens i mean she was found on april 16th so it's been not quite a month since her body was found and yeah. Um, he has allegedly confessed mm -hmm. during questioning, but um, has pled not guilty. Yeah. And Oops. so we'll be rolling on forward to see, you know, if this goes to trial or what's going to happen with him. But he, they have now arraigned him. Yeah. Gross. He's so gross. Yeah. Okay. Well, a few kind of minor things, updates in a few cases. Troy Driver, Troy Driver is the man in Fernley, Nevada, that's accused of murdering Naomi uh, yeah. Arion, and he was supposed to have his uh, pretrial today, and he appeared in court via camera for about 60 seconds, and then they cut the feed because the defense is not ready, because they have not received all of the uh, discovery yet from the prosecution. Oh, no. Yeah. Are they so, going to try to get the prosecutor kicked off this case? Well, probably. Probably. Mm -hmm. So now they have had to reschedule uh, his pretrial, which is so shitty for her family. 
Her sister has now moved to Fernley to live with her brother there to see this through. You know, it's just, it really sucks for them that this happened because they need to see this done. So now they are delaying the matter for 45 to 60 days uh, on the defense's request so that they can, uh, you know, do it legally and do the right thing with it. But uh, yeah, so that's kind of frustrating, I think, but it is what it is. It is. Uh, Just to respond to Linda, the police have not said whether or not uh, the the guy that they that is the um, person of interest or the suspect in in the Moab murders, they're not. They have not indicated whether or not he is the guy that they had mentioned they were scared about at their campsite. Because um, you're right. I mean, if it had been him, they would have said that because Crystal worked with him, right, and, and knew him. So they, they unless he was lurking around in like a hoodie, and you know, maybe. In the Maybe dark or something. They didn't recognize him, I wondered. Yeah. It's possible. But the police have not said whether or not they think it is the same person yet. So mm-hmm. it is right a great now they're point, processing though. his car because they feel like that's, you know, if they can get some good physical evidence, that'll really let us know for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good point. Yeah. It is. Okay. Oakley Carlson. Oakley Carlson, we've covered. She is a missing six-year-old little girl out of Washington. And both of her parents are in custody on other charges. And the charge that mom and dad are both in custody for is because the other children all had methamphetamine in their systems because they had been cooking meth in their house, caused a house fire with it, all this shit they did. And dad pled guilty and already had his sentencing. And her mother didn't. Jordan Bowers, she pled not guilty and, and... Hung on to that one. Well, she has finally been sentenced now on two charges of child endangerment with a controlled substance. So, oh, she did finally plead guilty. I'm sorry. She she didn't initially, but it sounds like she changed her plea. So mm-hmm. here's the thing. They also charged her with abandonment, but they've dropped that charge. This is very frustrating. Oakley Carlson has been missing for a while. And these two fools are both now going to do 18 to 20 month stints in prison on the meth charges, but there are still no charges and they're still no closer to figuring out what happened to Oakley. Well, yeah. Where is Oakley? Where is Oakley? Mm. Where is Oakley? And who's going to pay the piper for this? Yeah. It gets me a lot, this case. It it does me too. Although this just reminds me of the Daybell case in a lot of ways, in that yeah. they're just getting the parents on whatever they possibly can to get a hold of them and hold them, mm-hmm. so that they have some time to investigate mm-hmm. where the other children are protected and parents mm-hmm. are in custody, which is good. But yeah, then it does feel real slow. Oh yeah. But at least this way, they've got a hold of them. You know. Yeah. One of the other kids had told the uh, the. One of the foster moms or the school principal that Oakley uh, had gone into the woods and been eaten by wolves. Yeah. They had told them that Oakley is no more. Oakley isn't here anymore. Things like that. The kids know. And I'm sure they're gathering it. But my God, charge these people. Yeah. But don't charge them too soon, of course, because we sure don't want to replay what's going on in Colorado right now. Right. And I think that's the thing is that they want to make sure that they've got charges that will stick. They've got evidence. They've got the whole enchilada. Yeah. You know, they've got the whole Lori Ballow enchilada Mm -hmm. so that they can, you know, go forward here. 
Yes. It but is yeah, happening in Grays Harbor, Washington, Cassandra. Yeah. Grays Harbor, Washington. Yeah. And then Lily Peters. So we did an episode on Lily Peters two weeks ago. She went missing. She was missing overnight. Uh, her body was found off of a hiking trail near where she went missing. That very day, her aunt's house was stormed and her cousin was arrested, a 14-year-old, uh, for murdering her. And there's a few details that have come out that are just really hard to hear. Um, some things that we did know, he he helped her get her bike and they had been riding on the trails, um, he on his hoverboard and her on her bike. And he told investigators that he was planning on killing her the whole time. And eventually he pushed her off of her bike, beat her with a stick and killed her and then jumped on top of her and choked her out until she died. Then he took her clothes off and tried to sexually assault her. And then he bit her body. Yeah. This kid is not right, man. No. He's... Yeah. So after she died, he abused her body pretty significantly. That is terrifying. Absolutely terrifying, this 14-year-old boy. Yeah. Probably lucky that he only killed one person. Right. And honestly, I'm so sad for Lily and her family, but I'm so oh. happy for her that she was gone when before he did all of these things. He, he bit her on her backside several times. Like, what? Yeah. With all of it. It's just so ugly. So yeah. that is starting through the course of of the uh you know the courts we do know that his father is a sex offender and who knows what this boy's been through who knows right well and there was child porn involved and so what has he been exposed to or in what ways has he been victimized i mean there's so much there i'm sure but the more that comes out of this the sicker it gets it's just terrible 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 yeah yeah So we had one more. It's not a case update because we haven't actually reported on it before, but we still thought it was kind of an interesting case to report on. This is the case of a celebrity chef that's been in trouble. So, Christy, take it away. Yeah, this was interesting. We haven't covered this, but I have kind of had an eye on it. This is celebrity chef Mario Batali. And he was charged with indecent assault and battery in 2017. Um, He's been acquitted. Yeah. And what the judge said is this case is about credibility and it's the court's job to assess the credibility of the witnesses. The complaining witness has significant credibility issues. So her name is Natalie Teen. And she said that he forcibly kissed her and grabbed her um, after a meeting with him in in a bar in Boston. Um, She... Under cross-examination, she seemed to have some trouble remembering some things that she said, mm. like text messages that she sent to friends about when she met him and that, that the meeting with him was exciting. And um, she actually told a friend that she was hoping she could get $10,000 for photos of their encounter. So that did really bring into question her credibility was she a victim or did she set him up yeah and um the judge just really felt like there was a financial motive here Mm -hmm. and that maybe 
you know, and the, the representatives for Mario Batali have come out and said, well, he knows he didn't behave well that night and he made some stupid choices, but he did mm -hmm. not think that it was assault. But yeah. obviously this girl, I mean, what are you doing? You're trying to get $10,000 for pictures. So yeah. you encouraged it, you set it up. I mean, what was the deal? So, yeah, you know, we don't know for sure what really happened that night, but it did not, she did not come across as the victim. Yeah. And more as someone who this was some kind of grift. So yeah. he was acquitted of those charges, you know, and wow. it, moving forward, you know, we, a lot of men have been accused of a lot of things. Yeah. Uh, in the last few years. And mm -hmm. those things have big consequences on their careers, especially celebrities. And I'm curious how this is all going to play out for Mario Batali. Mm -hmm. Is he going to, you know, get his own credibility back? I don't know. I don't know. Kind of seems like they both acted like apples. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of hey, JR. Of the Johnny Depp Amber Heard thing. But oh, my God. Holy moly, Rolly. That is a shit show. Whew. It definitely is. But, you know, as far as the courts are concerned, Mario Batali is acquitted. He was innocent of those charges. Okay. Well, there you have it. Well, that's everything. Is your head spinning yet? Mine is. Mine is, yeah. That was a lot. That was a lot to keep track of, my friends. <laughs> it really was. Well, and I didn't, but I should have thanked you for uh, sitting at the helm last week and doing a case You're update welcome. without me. I appreciate you a lot. Yeah. You know, we discovered that case updates are a lot faster when it's only me. Because oh, we don't okay. have time for all our banter. <laughs> yeah. I just get to the news, you know. <laughs> just blow through that stuff. Well, that's what's up. So is we it are alpaca on... day? Angela what says it's alpaca day. Oh. And I love alpacas. They're so cute. I feel like it's I too asked late my to go seek out one. an alpaca tonight. Yeah. You wanted one for your backyard? I wanted a backyard alpaca. And my mean wife said no. She did you believe that. Like your city wouldn't mind. I'm sure there's no right. rule against uh, livestock. There are a lot in the of backyard. dandelions in my backyard. I mean, I'm pretty sure alpacas like to eat those. Can yeah. you just rent one? I maybe. I don't know. I'd like one around to kiss it on lips occasionally, but just saying. Wow. Oh, alpaca day is. Uh... Oh, it has to do with Johnny Depp addressing the court. Oh. Uh oh, <laughs> oh! I'm just making shit up, then, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. Well, what the hell do we know? The We're Johnny Depp case, I will say, has been hilarious in Johnny Depp's reactions to Amber Heard's attorney, because Amber Heard's attorney okay. is bonkers to the bone. You guys, I, what oh is gosh. going? I mean, she attended the Mark Bain School of Law. She did. <laughs> I mean, when she objects to her own statement, you know you've got some shit going on. Yeah. It's when they ask Johnny questions, that he just sits and waits and goes, I'm just waiting to see if they're going to object. Yeah. yeah. Is that hearsay? I don't know. Um, <laughs> she signed some paperwork, but I don't know if it was hearsay paperwork. Um, and he looks at the defense attorney again. It really, really funny. It's hilarious. You'll send me a stuffed animal alpaca. Okay, Cassandra, that is a deal. There that's as close as I'm going to get, it turns out. Bad news, it will not eat dandelions. But good news, know. your wife will not object. Yeah. She wants an orange kitten. And she said, if she can't have an orange kitten, 
I definitely cannot have an alpaca. So, well, hello, give her an orange kitten. Well, that's true. I keep threatening I every holiday. I'm like, I'm just going to give Rhonda an orange kitten because then no one can say no. You guys, my cats are 7, 12, 13, and 17. I've got my hands full in the cat department right now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the judge has said a few things that are funny. You can see the judge is over the defense, really over them. Oh, my gosh. It yeah. never freaking quits with the mm -hmm. objecting and the hearsay and the interrupting. Johnny Depp can't, you can't say two words without mm -hmm. an objection. Yeah. It was a very weird, yeah, the narcissist ran into a borderliner. Yeah. That's yeah. Not right. You are correct about mm -hmm. that. I think. Yeah. That's why these two were gas and a flame the whole yeah. time. Match yep. made inhale. Yes. Amber on the stand is very hard, very hard oh to watch uh, the facial expressions of one of my friends said she must have laid off on the Botox for a while to be able to get her face into those contortions. The sad, it's, the frown face, her frown is like that yeah. deep. How? It's How's so she doing weird. It? It's all yeah. fake. Like making, like it's so affected. It's really weird. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's very poor acting. Agreed. And I'll tell you what I'm not going to do. I'm not going to see Aquaman too. I'm not going to mm. buy into her hype. I, and here's the thing. Christy and I have both worked in or uh, volunteered in domestic violence we are both people that are very quick to believe the victim, you know, and not get into victim shaming and stuff. But this is off the rails. It really yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. It, it is. It's it's beyond, you know, this is, and somebody said to, you know, two rich people acting like jackasses. And that's exactly, yeah, mm -hmm. what it is. There's stuff on both sides, I think. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. But but just like the the mega pint of wine that he poured himself. And he's like, mega pints? Mega pints. Hmm. I pulled my I poured myself a large glass of wine. <laughs> like, <what> the <laughs> hell is a mega pint? That, yeah. that isn't a thing. <laughs> mm -hmm. But you know, and while all this is going on, keep an eye on everything else because these kinds of cases take a lot of attention away from everything else going on in right. the news and in the country. So so we much. all should take this all with a grain of salt and pay attention to the other cases. Just like slipping in the Ghislaine Maxwell, that happened the same day that Roe versus Wade was leaked. Yep. So everybody was talking about that and nobody was going, wait a damn minute. What just happened? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Sherry liked watching Amber with a Pinocchio nose. That filter. Yes, that is very funny. I have seen that. Yeah. <laughs> All righty. Well, you guys, I better uh, go see how uh, my co-beekeeper is doing. <laughs> yeah, because I recall a time that actually your co-beekeeper got into a real situation with some bees. Or it was a it was hornet's, hornet's nest. It was hornets. <laughs> it was yeah. really bad. Yes, uh, ground hornets that we discovered in our backyard one time, and he got his ass kicked. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, Scott can never get hurt without it being funny. Like, there's just a yes. thing about it's always, like, it's not just... You can't just have empathy for him because something mm -hmm. really ridiculous happens too. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I recall that, that it was sad and hilarious. Yeah. So I'm hoping he didn't get that. That sting on my head is finally, finally not burning. So well done. And not swelling or anything. I've never had a reaction to a bee sting before, but it's still, man, to touch it. I won't be able to sleep on this side. Uh, I bet. It's Ouch. pretty. I see. 
Yeah. I said that's a good idea. And also, dummy, don't freak out about the bees. Right. Get back into your bee etiquette. Right. This was, and I had walked out there going, be calm, be still, be everything's fine. And then who didn't? Well, me. Yeah. yeah. Yes, Scott Reich. Yes, there is a post that looks like Amber is snorting something from her tissue. Oh it my does. gosh, you guys. But see, I don't know very much about cocaine. And so I've watched what other people say because I don't know. And I reminds read... me of stuff I've seen Don Jr. do. Yes. On camera. That's, lip that's lip my lip reference. Or, or the lip clipping, the lip licking. <laughs> and just the the one side sniffing. Uh-huh. You know, just there's some stuff. It's mm-hmm. and I think she's arrogant enough to do that in court in front of a judge. Yeah. And she is. Damn straight she is. Yep. Uh, yes. Oh, Fran, I did. Scott got the stinger out immediately. Yeah, that was holy moly. I was not wearing eye protection. I never have. But anyway, these bees are maybe matter. Maybe they were matter. They had been in their crate for quite a while by the time we picked them up, got them here, got their stuff ready and put them. So maybe they were just pissed. Maybe. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Linda can't watch clips from their whole trial. She'd uh, chew her arm off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is, I, yeah, I take it in like TikTok videos because that's all Me I can do. <laughs> well, also, I'm busy with true crime. This is secondary. Yeah, this is not yeah. true crime. Yeah. Yeah. Very weird. Anyway. All righty. Well, thanks for being here. We're going to be back tomorrow night for the Psychic Hour and its marching orders yes, for yes. the month. So be sure to join us. That's always a great show. And we're working on some really good stuff for you guys next week. Oh, my gosh. My case next week. It'll blow your minds. Ooh. It's blowing mine. Yeah. How exciting. Yeah. So there we go. Well, thanks so much for being here. As always, like, share, comment. Thanks for sharing this hour with us. We appreciate you guys very much. Until next time, this has been yet another production of True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. Take care. Bye, everybody.